Hello, friend. Welcome to the Living Truth Podcast. This is Pastor Tom Hine. We're here at the New Hope Church office and getting our day started, and we're glad that you're with us as well. This is a new venture for us, and we're calling it Living Truth because we'd like to help you to be able to understand the Bible better, to live its truth more completely, and experience your relationship with Jesus more deeply. I'm your host and resource person in partnership with various guests who engage us in dynamic conversation and stories from their own lives. Well, it's great to have everyone with us again. I'm here today with Tim Canney and his daughter, Katie Fife, And I've known you both for lots of years, although in different contexts. Tim, I think it's been... 20, 20, 20 years. Well, then 20 yeah. for me, too. 20 like, for you, too, Katie. Yeah, but <laughs> you were, I don't know, 10 years old? I don't know. What was it, second grade? Six, I think she was six. Yeah. Six years old. Yeah. Wow. So it's. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. I'm 26. Yeah. So it's been fun to get to know Katie on staff here and as an adult. And uh, so just really glad to have you guys with us today. I thought it'd be fun to do this as uh, dad and daughter as we're talking today about God's Word worship and our work for him that is another way of saying it is how we engage with god personally and then what applications come out of this and so what i want to do is to start over in exodus chapter 20 which is where the 10 commandments are because as we're talking about application of god's word a lot of times we go to the 10 commandments and people say well that's all about doing God says, do this, don't do this. Yeah. But in actuality, when you go to Exodus 20, first of all, starts off and says, God spoke all these words. So there's the word. We hear the word, we receive the word. And then a couple of first commandments, you shall have no other gods before me. You should not make for yourself an idol. And so we really begin with worship. And it's worship that leads to our application, that leads to our work. And so my point is that even in the context where people just think, here's what I got to do, 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 we begin with what it is or who we worship. And if we don't begin there, then there's a possibility of burnout. There's a possibility of really not being directed in and motivate in right kinds of ways. Do you identify with some of that? What do you think about that perspective, just beginning with the Ten Commandments? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think people tend to, um, they want to make, they make it a religion, I guess is what I would say, in, in the negative term of a religion. People like, that's what people do. They're, they're in their human nature, they want to, they want to live by these rules, and so instead of making it real, it's part of their life. It's it's just who they are, and it's a relationship-based uh, kind of uh, thing. They make rules, so then they can check the list off and and say that they're good or they're bad. Um, and so, and religion and following the rules um, leads to bad things like despair because I can't keep up with the rules, or pride because I do keep the rules. Mm -hmm. And yep. so. Um, the rules are a great guideline. Obviously, they're, they're there for a reason. But uh, God wants more than that. He wants us. He wants a relationship with us. He doesn't want us just to 
follow rules. But that's what people tend to do. We all tend to do that because then we kind of put ourselves in a pecking order that we follow the rules better than so-and-so. And, or like I said, at least to despair. Like I can't keep the rules, so yes. I throw my hands up and I'm, I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah, I think you made a really good point when you said that it can lead to burnout too. If you're not starting in worship and starting in um, the why behind the rules, I guess. Um, yeah, like despair or pride can easily come in in our humanness. So um, I liked the way you pointed that out. There. Yeah, it's, it's a constant temptation for sure for us. So the focus takes yeah. takes your the focus is supposed to be on God and 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 not the rules that Amen. God created. So that's yes. that's the that's where we get into trouble. Yeah. So even when we come and we begin to teach a new believer or somebody who's been a believer for a while that you should have a quiet time every day that is vital and important but even that can sometimes become ritualistic and that's a bit of what I want to talk about is how we take that quiet time that devotional time that engagement with God in the word how it becomes real how it becomes something that we live out in our everyday life so one of the ways I like to teach as far as um, taking in the word and responding to God is to use the illustration of a hand that there's at least five ways I think there are many more and we can touch on that toward the end of the podcast here but there are at least five ways that we take in the word we hear the word we read the word we study the word we memorize the word and we meditate on the word of God so what I'm going to do is give you a Bible passage, just short little idea on each of these, then have you respond and say, this is hard, really hard for me, I do this, I think I do it well, and then just any ways you've seen that it's been helpful in leading toward application, or you say, this is a real temptation to get off track in terms of applying God's word. So first of all, we hear God's word, and so Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes from hearing the message. The message is heard through the word of Christ. So just, just speaking as a pastor, we preach the word, and we're in a sense setting the table mm -hmm. so that God's people can eat, can have enjoy the banquet that set the word of God. Jesus said that we don't live by bread by but by every word that comes from the mouth of God and so do you think it's easy to be a listener to the word what are the hard parts of that um, just how do you go about listening to God's word in various forms and ways yourselves yeah so I would say that this is where I'm strongest but it can also be a temptation like I love um, well, I love listening to sermons, and I will listen to different podcasts with sermons. Um, Who do you like to listen to? Um, I really like Mark Driscoll and Jenny Allen, and I've listened to a lot of Piper as well, but Francis Chan, there's so Pastor many. Pastor Tom. Oh, sorry. Pastor, Ryan. <laughs> Pastor Tom and Pastor Ryan, I cannot get enough of their sermons. Um, no, I really do listen to that too, but um, I think that hearing is a great and an easy way to get but like opening up um, the Bible app and it will read you the Bible while you're driving or 
while you're trying to get kids <laughs> wrestled around, you know. Um, but I find that as a temptation to to not actually open the Bible myself, especially where I'm at in life right now with two little ones, two and under. Um, I just, I don't get that, that time in the word myself. And um, what actually prompted me and really got me thinking about how important that is was um, Hannah Malam. She grew up in New Hope Church. She told me one time that um, a professor at her school said, you know, if you're only listening to sermons or you're only listening to podcasts or whatever, um, you're, that person who's delivering the sermon, they read the Bible and they got that, um, what God intended when you read the Bible, right? Um, and they're giving you, they're, you're getting the leftovers. And so you can't live on left like think if you were eating mm-hmm. and you were only eating leftovers your entire life yeah since it's just after thanksgiving you <laughs> identify with that one. <laughs> yeah like yes it's feeding you but it's not like really feeding you and so ever since she said that to me um i've been trying um but i i definitely fall short in just using podcasts or other people's sermons um all good things but just mm-hmm. I can fall into just hearing it and mm-hmm. not reading it myself anything dad yeah the other, the other thing about that is is that God uses his word to speak to us personally yes it's a living breathing document and so if you're just listening to somebody else's interpretation of mm-hmm. what they got out of a passage which is great and you, you always learn things from pastors that are good um, but you lose that. You lose that whole relationship. It's one of the ways God speaks to us. And so, um, and he can speak to you through people too. So I don't want to dis- yeah. disavow that. But but uh, I think it's just really important to, it's like everything, it's balance. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to what I said before, but it's true. It's it's people want to have, here's give me the five things that I need yes. to do to be a great Christian and I'll check them off. And that's that's not the way mm-hmm. any relationships work especially with God. It's not the way he operates. He's, we're designed for relationship, not checklists. Mm-hmm. Amen. So next thing, um, if we we're picturing a hand, the next finger would be reading God's word. And so Revelation 1, 3 says, blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy. Blessed are those who hear it, take it to heart, what is written in it, because the time is near. Now, for myself, I kind of go up and down in my reading program. Sometimes I'm doing really well and reading chapters, reading Bible books, or the other thing I like to do, and this kind of is an overlap with hearing God's Word, is I like to listen Mm -hmm. to God's Word at times. Um, But sometimes it's like, okay, now I want to listen to some sermons, or now I want to do something else. And so we all have our own disciplines in this area. How about for the two of you, what are your disciplines in the area of reading God's Word? I say you should go first. Okay. Before before you go, though, like just as a child, I like when I envision what it looks like to like devote yourself to the Lord reading, I vision my father in your reading chair reading your Bible, because that's how I An would, easy chair? Yeah, well, it was like the, the lazy leather, boy. Yeah, yeah, lazy yeah. boy, yep. With his lamp on in the corner, we would come up, I mean, from when I was little till high school, or even like if we're there now, like 
He's always he was always in his chair before everybody else gets yep, up. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's what what I envision when you're like, what do you do for your quiet time? Like that's what I envision when you but you probably do other things too. But I do, but I still do that, you know. I that did it this morning. Uh, I would say most every day I do that. There's occasions that are things come up. And I really think that's the key to the thing because like like I previously said, reading God's word is our primary way that we communicate with God and he communicates with us, I believe. Mm -hmm. And if that's the primary way we're going to communicate in a relationship, then it's important. Mm -hmm. And so I think if something's that important, um, well, you think of any re relationship, let alone a relationship with the king of the universe, uh, all knowing, all caring, knows everything about you, wants the best for you and you have the opportunity to spend time with them anytime you want, I think it's worthy of setting aside time uh, to do that. And I think, honestly, I think the key, I think the key is creating a place, like Katie said, a place and a time and, and spending that time every single day with them if you can. I mean, there's gonna be days that things happen, but um, it's a worthy relationship. Think of any relationship. if you. If you have a relationship and you, if you don't intentionally spend time with that person and you're just like, oh, I'll just, whenever I bump into them, I'll, I'll say something or whatever I think of them or whenever I need something from them or whatever the situation is, um, that's not a real relationship. And so when we have access to the king of the universe, why wouldn't we spend time with them? It's, it's, it is human nature to want to scurry off and do this or do that. I always think we're so busy that we can't do it. Mm -hmm. But so I just committed to that a long time ago. I just said, I'm just gonna get up early, earlier than everybody else. When my kids were little, I got it before them so I could do it before they got up. And I still do it to this day. And so that's just a special time for me. And I, I like I said, the important thing is pick a place, mm -hmm. pick a time, commit to it. And I, I believe if you do that, it, uh, it may start off as a discipline kind of thing, which is okay. Um, if your discipline, if that discipline or that action is is leading to something that's great, that's okay, you know. But eventually, that turns into more than a discipline. It becomes something you enjoy, you crave, you're interested mm -hmm. in, you want to yeah. be a part mm -hmm. of your day. And your day's not the same if you don't do it. Mm -hmm. So back to the analogy with the hand. Um, next two fingers we're going to take together, studying and memorizing. So. In scripture, it said of the Bereans in Acts chapter 17 that they were, of, they were more noble because they gave themselves to the study of God's word. And then over in Psalm 119, it says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart. And that's people take that as memorization mm -hmm. of God's word. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And so, you know, one of the things that happens for myself as I study, there's a memorization process that goes on and the two really feed off of one another. And that's always helpful in terms of internalizing God's word. But I think th this is an area, both of these are areas where many people struggle, feeling like they can't do it or don't have time for it. For two of you, how do you wrestle with this area? and just work it out in your own life and schedule and all the things you have going on. Yeah, I would say that um, it has been a struggle within, I mean, becoming married, having kids, um, 
yeah I just to make it a priority and that's where where it really lies is like we can use the excuse of busyness of you know any any excuse in the book <laughs> I gotta do this run my kids here like there's just not enough time um just kind of going back to when I was in college I had the same exact routine every single morning I would wake up earlier than I needed to you know um journaled journaling is a huge factor in my walk with Christ um and read the word myself um journaling what do you mean by journaling I, I know that yeah, Hannah in her podcast yeah so I yeah. um I just I am a very emotional person in the fact that like I feel the presence of God a lot and so sometimes I just need to journal that out so either it could be um, talking about my day and while I'm journaling it'll come across that I'm struggling with this or that and you're writing this out to God yeah and it pretty much just becomes a prayer on paper or Mm -hmm. um, just wrestling through um, things on paper because sometimes I I need I need to process verbally and if I can't do that I just do it on paper and that feels like I'm really having a conversation with God to me um but I just to be upfront like I have not journaled since having kids really and um that stinks like it's something that I that really helps me to connect with God and um just get that time alone with him and so just trying to be creative and I know um, Ann and Sam and Hannah were talking about that on, on Hannah's podcast of just being creative of how, how that looks like. Um, but I also don't want to, like, we could make time, you know? Like, mm-hmm. really, if you, if you prioritize, if, but if not, um, baby steps. So one of my baby steps is I really like to be held accountable. And so I now with money with our resources i um have subscribed to she reads truth and it sends you a book every single month and it's literally the bible but it's just like Mm -hmm. in a journaling book um and so for that's and i just got done with king first kings first and second kings and now we're on to the advent season and that has just been really good for me because it's just a little bit it tells me exactly what to read but I'm reading the Bible because <laughs> um, I think it's easy to just read books about the Bible or, you know, um, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, that's, I think that's helpful. That's just a hard, it's really not as hard as we make it to be, but I think it's just a hard thing to, um, to prioritize, to know where to start. Prioritize, Intimidation. to slow down. Yeah. Oh man, like understanding the word of God. Um, I just think people can get intimidated by it. I know I always am like, oh, let's flip to Psalms, <laughs> you know, like not yeah, it Exodus feels to or some Leviticus. Like they're reading analytical chemistry <laughs> yeah, or Shakespeare yeah, or something. Yeah. Well, it and, just, it doesn't, yeah. my mind doesn't work right. in a study way, you know. So, um, so it has been hard at times, but yeah. worth it for sure. So... Sometimes, as we're starting to think a little bit about application here, one of the things is that we talk about meditation and the importance of meditation. So Psalm 1 talks about the person who meditates on God's word. It says, uh, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners, sit in the seat of mockers. His delight is in the law of the Lord. 
on his law he meditates day and night and then it talks about uh, bearing fruit from that meditation mm -hmm. and so meditation is that slowing down process and I would say as I'm hearing you talk Katie that's a form of meditation mm -hmm. you're involved with in terms of fellowship with God so my big question a couple big questions are how does all of this engagement with God become application and serving in the way we live out our daily lives? And second question that I'd like for us to talk about is, why does it not do that at times? Because it's certainly possible to know lots of God's word, even memorize it, and yet have it not come out in real life. And we're, we're all broken people and we all know there's place in our own lives Appreciate where things don't work as they should. Mm -hmm. But anyway, let's talk about those two big questions. Um, first, how do you positively take God's word and then apply it in your daily life? And then why doesn't it happen sometimes? Either one of you can answer, give your thoughts. Well, I, I think that um, I spoke earlier about how I feel it's really important to set a time and space to do daily time with with God, it, it's it's not that's it's not doing that, and then that's the end of it. Mm -hmm. That's just a quiet time that I spend alone with Him. But then it's it's taking that and realizing the relationship doesn't go away. It doesn't He's just not there waiting for me. He's with me all the time. And so so learning how to to be in that relationship, aware of it during your daily activities. I think the, the problem that people get into is sometimes, even if they have a quiet time, um, but if they don't in particular, like oftentimes Sunday is the only time they even think about God. Mm -hmm. And so they go to church on Sunday, they hear a sermon, they worship, it's great, and then more or less the rest of the week is kind of doing activities and this and that and going to work. And it can even be that way even if you spend quiet time in the morning as well if you don't take it into your work. Um, and so, like I said, that that morning time is super important to me but if I don't use that during the day if I'm not interacting with people I'm not thinking about it, I'm not praying during the day it's it's that constant interaction with God and realizing he's always there and he's always at work um, that just I suppose it comes with times it comes with maturity as of any relationship um, but oftentimes that morning time will guide me to what you know somebody will come to my mind you know I don't take that stuff for granted I I, I don't assume it's a coincidence and and it may be, sometimes it is, but sometimes people come to my mind that I'll write down and then I'll call them that day or I'll text mm -hmm. them or I'll check in with them and see what's going on. I assume that maybe God wants me to reach out to them. Um, so that quiet time leads to the rest of the day. It's, it's not the end. It's not just do it, you're done, check it off. Because once again, the study time in the morning uh, can be an idol too and say, hey, yeah. that's my checklist. Uh, I did it, I'm such a good Christian because I wake up every morning early. Um, that's our human nature, mm -hmm. and that's not what God wants. God wants continual relationship with Him and interaction with Him and, and His people all the time. And so um, so that's what He wants. That's what, in an ideal world, that's how I, I operate. But then the disconnect comes in when other things come into play and distract us. Work, this, that, the other thing. And God wants to be a part of all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't want to, it's not a, hey, I'm done with this. I've gone to church, or I've done my quiet time, mm -hmm. or I did my life group like those are the activities that I do it's all it's everything and, and he's a part of everything and so you know you said uh, how do you make that word that, that goes to my my favorite verse you know that very well yeah. James 122 which is uh, 
do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. And so it's not only learning the word and soaking it in, but activating the word in your life and other people's lives. Um, so that's what, I, that's what I try to do, not perfectly for sure, but, but I think it's a part of everything that we do. If, and if, if we don't remember that, it becomes religion again and not what God intended us mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, yeah, good word. I think, think we David? also have to remember that it's a process too, right? Like, um, what's the saying? Like the farthest, the farthest distance is from your from your head to your heart, and so you can know a lot of things and and even do a lot of things, but if it's not if Jesus isn't changing your heart and um, the way you think, the way you act, everything, if you're not allowing Jesus to work through you, then um, it is just works. It's not. God and Jesus within you and so I think where I get caught up is when I start trying to do everything myself and that's when there's the disconnect right like when I taught um, fourth grade I would have Devo time before my kids got in I would pray over every single desk I would really get into awesome worshipful state and then the second those kids came into the room it was like all right I got to do this now I'm going to teach them and make sure they're not fighting one another, just all these things. And it starts becoming what I can do. And, and I think a lot of people struggle mm-hmm. with that. It's like, okay, I'm worshiping at, at, in my, even if you have a quiet time at home and then you get to work and it's a hard atmosphere and there's not Christians around you and you can get in a mindset of like, all right, you, you just become the people that you surround yourself with, um, whether that's intentional or not. So um, I think it's just like a process and in our <laughs> in our time and day like pri- process isn't really what we want we want like all right if I start doing my devos and I pray before I co- go to work like then it'll be good but I think I think it just takes it's a refining process and allowing Jesus to work through us whether that be um, parent parenting and I mean I see Jesus all the time every time that I allow him to parent through me when Addison's throwing a fit and being gracious with her and talking through all the emotions and um I just think that if we open our eyes I mean he's obviously everywhere but allowing him like truly allowing him to live through us in our workplace in our parenting wherever we are um I think that's the process that um makes it real I guess yeah really I think the thought that's coming to my mind is it's really in a sense a very humbling process because what should come out of that time is a humbling before God Mm -hmm. to be aware of his presence during the day because I know for myself I have my goals I have my to-do list and then if a situation a person comes in the midst of that I'm not aware of how God could be working this situation. Mm-hmm. I can just like zoom, just move yeah, forward on my yeah. own. And then I don't really follow through on what I should be doing in terms of relationship or ministry or someone is hurt because I haven't done and ministered the way that I should. And so I, I think that is really a, a key is being aware of mm-hmm. God's presence. And it really goes back to um, the very beginning in terms of things that we've known for a number of years, Henry Blackaby, 
in experiencing God, always being aware of God's work in our midst and joining him in that work. Mm -hmm. And so that encompasses all of life. And it really is what uh, the intention is of this podcast is living truth. We Mm -hmm. know truth, we're living it out and really humbling ourselves before God for him to work through us. And God gets the glory and we get the joy and uh, everybody celebrates. For sure. Most definitely. I think I think what you said was really right on is just getting our mindset into a humble position, which is a rightful position Mm -hmm. to the king and understanding it's his agenda. Every single day, it's his agenda, not our agenda. And if we can flip that switch and understand that we have responsibilities for sure in this world, but it's his agenda, not ours. And the crazy thing is, of course, is if we do our agenda, nothing really happens. That's that great. But if we get on his agenda, things that are beyond our imagination and we've experienced this in 20 years at new hope obviously we've seen it a million times how god does things far beyond what we could even imagine Mm -hmm. uh, as long as we humble ourselves and get on his agenda so yeah i think just like for application for anyone listening like just start somewhere is Mm -hmm. like because it gets easy to make excuses and believe me i've made them all but like just starting somewhere like following along with a sermon series and that's what you're reading that week and maybe just just read that passage all week like there's no right or wrong way I think and I think that it can be intimidating to someone who um, has maybe never tried to read the Bible on Mm -hmm. their own or um, yeah I just think there's there's nothing if you open the word of God and you read it for yourself like God can do huge things you don't have to do something extravagant he wants he just wants you with him so amen and that's enough yeah enough for us and enough for his work um ephesians 3 says to him does measurably more than all we ask or imagine to him be glory in the church and in christ jesus forever and ever yeah amen Amen. thanks thanks for uh talking a bit about this and it's a really important area of our lives and so That's all we have for today. Uh, Next month, we'll continue with Living Truth.